there and welcome to the 93rd edition of the michael versus jason horcast featuring billy where we love to bicker argue and debate all things horror especially one movie chosen each week by the devil's wheel so make sure you stay tuned for that as always i am your host mike and uh it's really just a two-man crew today like it was last week but i feel like i'm i'm just swapping out uh the other people because bill is taking this week off and this week it's jason what's up jason What's going on? How's it going? Uh, missed missed being here last week. Yes, yes. Uh, last week it was just Bill and I. This week it's just yes. you and I. I feel like I feel like um uh like a divorced parent, and I'm just getting the kids on the weekends, or you know, like every other week. That's what I feel like at this point in time. Well, I mean, I guess the swap's good. Then I mean, last week you had the bad kid. This week you have the good kid. So. There you go. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's (laughs) that's yet to be seen. Um, But uh, but yeah. And then next week, maybe all three of us are together. I have no clue. I I don't even know how this works anymore. I think it's looking pretty good. Oh, okay. I think it's looking pretty good. Uh, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yep. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, this week. The movie that we're reviewing is, uh, it was basically I won last week. So it's a Mike victory. And I chose, because we're in spooky season now, um, it's time for Halloween movies. Yes. So mm-hmm. I chose Hellfest from 2018. Um, you had seen this movie before, right? I have. I have. Yes. So had I, but I hadn't seen it since I think 2018. Me too. <laughs> so uh, we will jump in. And for those that are first time listeners of this podcast, we are going to spoil the absolute shit out of it. So uh, just fair warning. I mean, it is relatively a newer movie, so maybe you haven't seen it yet and this could spoil it. So pause it, watch it, and then come back and uh, you know rate and review it with us. Um, we will also, uh, speaking of rating, we'll rate it. We're going to rename it. We have our Einstein Awards and our Darwin Awards and Spinning on the Devil's Wheel. All that great stuff is uh, coming your way. Now, Bill was the ultimate loser last week, and he has to watch One Missed Call, but that will have to hold off till next week. But from two weeks ago, Jason, you were the ultimate loser, and you couldn't go over last week. Uh, was it Sna- what Snakes is it? Out of Compton? Bill gave you Snakes <laughs> Out of Compton, so we will be listening to your million-dollar review of uh, of that here very shortly. But I guess... It'll be a one dollar review. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but I guess before we get into any of that, maybe you or I have watched some other movies over this last week, or for you the last two weeks. But uh, since you're you're still technically the carryover ultimate loser, I guess I will go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a couple movies that I uh, want to talk about. So one you uh, talked about probably like two months ago, and I finally just got a chance to watch it because it's now on Tubi, um, was Bloody Summer Camp uh, <laughs> is now out there, which I still don't understand why this movie's two hours and five minutes long. It's long, yeah. But it's got Felicia Rose in it and mm-hmm. 
I mean, not too many other people that anybody's going to notice, but it's kind of like a, an ode to the old, um, you know, Friday 13th camp. Sleepaway camps. Sleepaway camp, which mm-hmm. I did laugh because they have a whole scene where they're reenacting the sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, call the police, you know, but with Felicia Rose and, you know, uh, the one pushing to call the police and yeah. like, there's no body. There's no, uh, you know, death. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, this movie, for, well, I don't even too. remember what you rated it. You, yeah, oh yeah, intentionally. Um, I, I rated it a six. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's like a four and a half. Um, I mean, the acting is atrocious, uh, but it's, it's supposed also, to yeah. I mean, everybody's wearing wigs. Uh, it's it's like an interesting B movie, but I did enjoy it. I mean, you could tell they're definitely balling on a budget, but things look as good as. I guess you'd expect yeah, some that fun. Yeah, some fun death scenes in it too, if I, if I recall. So, yeah, it was it was all right. It was all right. I I didn't mind it. I I I I, uh, I enjoyed it, but it's still it's a below average movie. I mean, mm-hmm. um, at best. So uh, mm-hmm. that was that. Um, I watched another one. This is so. This is a brand new one. Um, it's so Justin Long. And Kate Bosworth are dating. I don't know if you know this, but uh, they're they're dating, and they've been kind of like I don't know if they met on this movie or or if they just did this movie together. But there's a new one called House of Darkness, mm-hmm. and uh, this one this is an interesting one because this is like literally ninety seven percent a dialogue movie. Think like a Quentin Tarantino film where it's just very dialogue and acting heavy. Not a lot of action happens or like drama and stuff like that. But I actually enjoyed this. I thought the acting was um, phenomenal. Uh, I give it a six, uh, but it's really hard to explain. Basically, Justin Long thinks he's going back to Kate's mansion uh, to get laid and kind of finds out that, you know, maybe something is ominous, you know, out there. So. Uh, but it's a brand new one. It's 2022, and they kind of slightly sync up in that new movie, Barbarian. Kate Bosworth uh, is not really in the movie. Her voice is just for a little bit, but uh, uh, they're doing some stuff together. I think it's pretty cool. So, hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd recommend this to you, Jason. I'm not sure if this is no. like your cup of tea. Doesn't sound like it at all. Although I do like me a little Kate Bosworth. I'm not gonna yep. lie. Yep. Um, and her sisters in this movie, for that matter. Um, not then I like maybe like not her actual sister, not her actual sisters, but her you know her movie sisters. Um, and then the other one that I was going to talk about. So there's another brand new 2022 movie. Uh, this one's called The Invitation. So uh, it's still in theaters a little bit, but it's got a uh, Natalie Emmanuel who's uh, from Game of Thrones fame, um, and not a lot of other people that I. Th- I can, I guess, name offhand. Who's the the guy? He was the who was the butler on the show uh, for uh, Gotham. Um, oh, or Alfred, um, who played Alfred yeah. in that? Um, he's in a lot of different things, but I like him as an actor. He's yeah. he on a, he plays the butler in this movie as well. But basically, <laughs> a a girl gets invited to meet her extended family through one of those like one two three identify me. Th- I don't know whatever those. Uh, things are and she goes out there and realizes that you know she's part of 
Uh, I'm not giving anything away here. It's part of kind of like a some kind of cult thing going on. Um, I actually enjoyed this movie. I, I give it a six as well. Um, it's PG-13, which kind of held me off on it for a while. But they get away with a lot for PG-13. Um, uh, so I was pretty impressed with that. But I, I actually just liked the movie. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. So, hmm. um, but uh, yeah, those are the three that uh, I was going to talk about here. I mean, I know you and I both saw over this past week the new Jeepers Creepers, and I don't know if you wanted to talk about that or uh, wait. Yeah, I, I had that written down. That's definitely going to be talked about. So, I mean, if we might as well just like transition right into that bad boy because. Uh, I don't have much to talk about because it's been a busy two weeks, but I will tell you that, yes, we went and saw Jeepers Creepers uh, Reborn uh, the other day, and I think it should have been called Jeepers Creepers Keep It Dead uh, because it should not have been reborn. (laughs) This sucked. Uh, It was terrible. This was bad, like really bad. Yeah, it it was... um, the, the acting was atrocious. The scenery was atrocious. I mean, it looked like something that was being recorded through an Apple iPhone with like, it looked like, like Picasso paintings in the backgrounds as, as your backgrounds instead of like actual like stage sets. Um, yeah, yeah. It was it just w- weird. This movie. Um, and I, I don't want to, cause obviously it's a brand new, I don't want to give anything away, but this movie is just, uh, I, I think we talked about it. it's like 12 pounds of shit in a three pound bag and it's a bunch of just incomplete mm-hmm. thoughts that they just throw in yeah. and some of them they don't even explain there's just nothing there yeah so. they don't they don't explain anything they don't do anything uh, they just kind of um, like, I mean there was even like Mike and I were even talking about after the movie like the, there's even a couple scenes where they were like they they made it to be like this big thing was going to happen. And then you never see anything with that whole scene that they were doing the rest of the movie. So you have no clue. And then on top of that, and worst of all, of all the creeper looked like a puppet. He looked terrible. Like they completely like destroyed everything that made him in the first two Jeeper creepers. And I'll tell you right now, like Jeepers creepers three was atrocious as well. Um, this one is, I think, worse than three. So, and three was really, really bad. Yeah, um, I, but the first least, two are phenomenal. At yeah. least three, it was a terrible story, but it followed a story to completion. This one, yeah, uh, yeah, like Jim Henson made like a evil looking Muppet. That's kind of what this feels like. That's I, what the creeper would have been. Yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like the storyline. I didn't like. I didn't like the character development. I didn't like the continuity was like all over the place, if not even existing at all. Um, if you want my rating on it, I gave it a two and a half. So, yeah, I'd I'd give it a three. Um, and it's only for one of the death scenes, and there's one death scene, and it was pretty cool. Other than that, yeah, there was yeah. like nothing really to uh, to really like talk about. Um, and then. Um, Another one I watched uh, from your recommendation. Uh, I watched "Speak No Evil." So, would you, I, I love this movie. Uh, what'd so, you think? I will start with this. I rated it an eight. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was fantastic. Um, I the ending. 
I don't think my jaw shut for like two hours after this movie. As a matter of fact, I actually watched it. Uh, I think it was like like Tuesday night. I watched it, and I had to be up at six forty five for work, and I could not, I could not fucking sleep after watching this movie because I'm like, it was just like I was in shock. That's like, what I tell uh, everybody with this. Like yeah. it, it's one of those where you just sit in silence for just like five minutes afterwards, trying to be like, what, uh, um. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't want to give too much away on it. And I'm sure you talked quite a bit about it last week, but I could tell you right now, um, you know, and I even told Bill, I'm like, you have to watch this movie. Like, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, it's right up. I think it's right up his alley too. But uh, like, I don't know. There's no spoiler. There's no aliens that come down from the sky, and it, and it's not a zombie movie. So I don't know if uh, if it's up his alley in any way, shape, or form. Very true, but I think with just the suspense and everything like that, it, you know, he does like those suspenseful type movies and things. So I, I think he'd like this one. But yeah, speak no evil. It's on Shutter. Um, if you're listening, I'm telling you right now, give this movie a hundred percent of your attention. It's a it's a great movie. So I recommended this last week, and now you're hearing a second member recommend this. If you haven't watched it, literally go watch it. Um, Bill won't. So uh, <laughs> there won't probably be a third recommendation from this because uh, he doesn't seem to watch any movie recommended for him. So um, clearly, clearly. Uh, yes, this is a great, um, great, great fucking movie. Yeah. And then last week I missed uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. So I just wanted to really, really, really quick give my rating for it. I gave it a 6.5, you know, so I don't know where you Which guys is all exactly fell. what Bill, Bill and I both gave it a six yeah. or no. A six, I think, is what we gave it. Um, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Six or a 6.5. Yeah, Bill said a six, I think. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I gave it a 6.5. I um, I like the Tales from the Crypt. I used to love the shows and stuff. Um, you know, the other movie they made, uh, Bordello, Bordello Blood. Blood. Um, I enjoyed that one. Um, and then there's another one that they did in twenty or 2002. Uh, there was a third one that they released as well. Um Tales from the Crypt. It was a. It was the third of the trilogy. I'm just trying to remember what it was called. I didn't think there was it, a third one. Yeah, it was like. Uh, uh, let me look that up here. Tales, but it was. Um, it was supposed to. They were supposed to go a completely different direction with all of them, but uh, they ended up not doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I can't find it right now, but I'll look it up later. I had it written down for last I, week. I, it's because I think you're making it up. No, no I am not. I am not. Uh, I will find it. It's 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 100. percent There was it was a trilogy. This the the third one just didn't have like the Tales from the Crypt presents label to it. But I know for a fact. Um, I think I have it. I have it written down for the notes from last week. But I'll, I'll look. I'll look it up during uh, at some point. But um, but I enjoyed that, you know, so I guess this brings me into uh, snakes out of Compton, snakes out of Compton, snakes out of Compton. So I'm going to keep this very brief, Um, probably easily one of the worst movies I have ever, ever laid my eyes upon. And so when a movie starts with an airplane, a fake ass airplane in the sky and you hear. In the background, get these motherfucking snakes out of this motherfucking plane. 
And then you see a snake come flying out of the plane and starts falling out of the sky and lands in Compton. That's how this movie begins with uh, Samuel Jackson screaming <laughs> from snakes in a plane. I, I got to say, that's a smart way to start it. That's how you get snakes in Compton. I mean, there probably already are snakes in Compton, but. But it, it, it survives, you know, so it, it comes down. And then basically um, the premise is it's got this kid named Ferkel who looks like Urkel. And like he's some like mad scientist nerd. And he takes one of the eggs out of the snake and he puts it in like a tank or whatever. And it's like this little, I don't know, but he's got this ray gun thing that makes it big. That like gives it the power to keep growing. Of course. Yeah. And like basically chaos ensues from there. But on the flip side, like the whole premise of the movie is it's, it's a rap group trying to get signed for, um, they got like this big, um, show coming up in like three days that, you know, they have like big recruiters there and they're going to get signed cause they're awesome in this and that or whatever. And so they're trying to fight the snake in between and stuff like that. And chaos ensues throughout, um, um it's just it's all over the place it's terrible uh it's uh uh i i'll give it a two and a half just because there were some fun scenes with it uh you know they, they tried they tried uh you know giving the movie some kind of life and i'm telling you right now like i uh like it should have been called Snake should have just died in Compton because I'll tell you right now it was terrible. Well, I don't. Terrible. Think the, I don't. I don't think the director was going for uh, you know an Oscar uh, with snakes out of Compton. So no, and, and and the snake even looked like I don't even know what the snake looked like. It, it was the 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 face on it was actually pretty hideous, but like it looked like a giant worm just going across the screen. Fair enough. But yeah, that uh, I'm glad that one's behind me. I've had some really bad freaking movies lately. I mean, that's kind of how it works. Uh, I, I guess we'll introduce you to the headshot here, um, so you understand how generally it's a movie that we want to force you to watch, uh, whether it's a good movie that you refuse to watch or a really bad movie. We're choosing the really bad movies right now. I feel like that's the that's the way to go. So yeah, and survived. Survive some real, I mean, between Toilet of the Dead and uh, Snakes Out of Compton, I, I, I was glad to have, uh, I, I need a, a, a break. I need a, I need a week off. <laughs> Which is good, but it might only be one week off. We'll find out here in just a little bit. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Are you giving or are you receiving? Um, or neither. I mean, I guess it's also. I mean, awesome. uh, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else you want to, uh, talk about, um, before yes. we get in the main feature? Yes. I mean, let's, uh, we are on our last week of September. Uh, we got some great stuff coming up here. We got, you know, in the next like three weeks, we're going to have Halloween ends. We're going to have the new Hellraiser, the new Chucky series, uh, hell. Mike and I are going to go see Terrifier too. This coming up Friday. Yes, we're going to a special screener of Terrifier 2 and Scare Package. Scare Package 2. Yes, uh, the director will be there. So very, very excited over that. And don't forget, I I think it's going to be a hit this year. Uh, That movie Smile comes out in like two weeks or a week. No, I think it's actually next week it comes out. Next week. 
So mm-hmm. as you're listening to this, it might be later this week. I don't know. Um, but it is uh I this thing looks creepy. Um yeah. and I'm kind of I'm kind of excited and down for it. Yeah, I'm just uh I'm excited for all these. I just I hope that the bad one is already out of the way, which was Jeepers Creepers. Because I was I was so disappointed. I was expecting so much more. So much more because it took almost three you know, years for them to make this. That's the thing. I wasn't. I think like a lot of these, uh, especially you don't bring back, uh, you know, not that you can bring back like original cast members, but where it's just brand new ideas and people just throwing things in and making things just to make them. And, mm-hmm. and, and Jay, you and I have talked about this, you know, obviously off show, but uh, if they make a Jeepers Creepers four, five, six, seven, or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, we're going to go still see them all. Like still it's, it's, it's the same thing of the any nature of the, of the beasts that nature we like. Most of them yeah. suck at this point in time, but I'll yeah. keep watching because you you just need to make one or two good movies to reel me in. You know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, too, you know, you just never know. They they might finally like. I'm hoping they get feedback because this is supposed to be a new trilogy. So I hope like the the audience. You know, that I can tell you right now, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb are going to have a field day with this movie, and I just hope that they take some of that feedback and, you know, fix it for the second part or like what we talked about the other day, maybe, maybe this was all planted for how they're going to do the next two. So you just, you just, yeah, but don't I, I don't think you can have a whole movie on, uh, the premise <laughs> on the premise. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't exist, <laughs> but, uh, no, that's all I got. All right. Uh, well, then I think it's time for a little Hellfest. And now, on with the show. All right. So, as uh, previously discussed, I won, um, and I chose Hellfest from 2018. I, um, I, I, I. It's, it's, it's <laughs> me won. Me chose. Uh, then I sound like me, a caveman. Me, me, me. And if I say Mike, you know, then it's like weird. I'm talking in third person. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I chose this movie, and I chose it because. Uh, I hadn't seen it since 2018, so we're you know four years in on it, and uh, it's uh, I, it's a Halloween time movie. So uh, now that we're in the spooky season, that's where I feel that we are. So, um, uh, but yes, yeah, so you and I were both rewatching this as we discussed earlier. But before we can get into the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess do you have 30 seconds because you have to control the clock this week um, as I talk. I. Absolutely have 30 seconds on this wheel. And the next words that come out of your mouth, the clock will start. All right. So we have uh, two couples and like a pseudo couple. They decide to go to this uh, really pretty awesome looking um, horror uh, festival with a bunch of different haunted houses. There was a murder there like years ago. And guess what? The killer shows back up. He blends right in and he just chooses people and he starts stalking them. He encounters them and decides that he's going to, you know, just stalk them and kill them throughout, which uh, he does. Basically, it comes to the very end where uh, just the two main protagonist girls live. But uh the killer ends up living as well and walks away and it ends with a really creepy Stop. scene where he goes back to his family. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, I mean, I'll give it to you. I mean, I was trying to much. draw it out a little bit more because if not, it's a really easy movie to uh, synopsis of. Yeah, but uh, one thing that you didn't have correct was that murder didn't happen years ago. Yes, I think it was one. No, I was one. It was only one year. There's a one year difference because that's that's a traveling um, festival. So it basically Which they did not announce in the movie. Yeah, they did. When the when they were talking about it at the beginning, they talked about how it's a traveling festival. I am literally going to go back and watch this because I do not believe you at all. Because a lot of times you make up facts that you read I am not making else, anything, and then up. you're like, "Well, they threw it in the movie. You just didn't pay attention to it." But I do pay attention, and I'm always and right. So it's, it's you, generally you're wrong. Um, generally, I, I am right. Uh, in your in your mind, yes. Um, I speak for, and it's even else. in the and even if you if you pull up IMDb, you know how they always have that. Plot does not matter about IMDb. It matters about was it in the movie? Because even IMDb said a traveling. So All right. I'm gonna rewatch the beginning of this, and if it's not in there. Well, it might not be uh, the beginning. It was somewhere in the movie. Oh, just uh, just randomly at some point in the movie. Okay, it, I I just don't know if it was beginning, middle, or end. But I remember they, oh, they course, were talking about of course, of course, because it it was when Gavin was in there. Okay, so because he was talking f- about it, it's not yeah. too far into the movie then. No, so <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't make it. You know, uh, halfway through the movie, maybe which was so. shocking. Which I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. I guess I guess so. Let's kick it off with what it does good. I I I get to kick it off, and I will. There's a couple things that I really like, but one of the number one things is the atmosphere of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. They do an amazing job with not only the imagery, but like the feel of like walking through a haunted house and the jump scares that come out and how, especially when they're walking through at the beginning and it, it does feel like it's just fun and uh, it does look like you're watching like a live look in of like what happens in a haunted house. I just thought like the imagery, the atmosphere, I felt like I was there. Um, uh, I also want to say this looks like a effing cool ass. Uh, I I want one of these in my life, not like an actual killer one, but I want one of these in my in my life. I think it's such a cool looking thing. So I'm gonna kind of take over a little bit on that as well. Um, ironically, my Einstein for this week was the imagery of the park, costumes, haunted houses, etc. So you kicked off my Einstein right off the rip. Um, that's exactly. I, what I, I will. Had I, I will just say my Einstein was how the Hellfest, like how cool of a mm-hmm. festival. Um, this I think that's awesome. So I think we're in the same boat of. Uh, of oh that. yeah. Absolutely. Actually, one note that's not my Einstein. I'm 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 giving my Einstein something else since you gave it there already because there's something else that's just as good. So never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Back to you. Such an Indian giver. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I agree with you on that. I thought it was phenomenal. I just watching throughout the movie like i was more intrigued and more excited to see each of the different haunt like the deadlands mm-hmm. or you know hell actually getting to hell things like that like the actual uh, thematics of the park which obviously in real life i would hope they do a little bit more with some of them because they they kind of didn't really show too much with it no but, they built um, it up and then there was yeah, nothing at any of there was like things. nothing there yeah like the whole time like oh the Deadlands, you know, that's they're a lot of touchy there. I mean, and then, then you get nobody to the Deadlands, and yeah, well, they did. They they yeah, the little kids came and grabbed their hands to take them to to, to yeah. somewhere else. I mean, it was just it was weird. 
but um but uh but yeah so i thought that was really cool um the costumes i thought was a great concept uh also too um the monsters and stuff that you see walking around throughout the movie like with like on the tall stilts and things like that those are actually taken from actually the real characters from the uh and georgia uh the uh uh what is those theme parks that are all over the world um six flags six flags yes it's from a six flags uh haunt fest basically and they actually took the characters and had them just do their thing in the movie just to kind of you know uh have that like the extras or whatever but i thought that was kind of cool how they did that concept um but uh but that's that was the one thing that I, i i liked with that too and then um the other thing that I thought was really cool was the very, very ending of this movie was like a major, like, holy shit moment, in my opinion, with the dad, so that, him being a dad. That is that is my Einstein um, okay. <laughs> of him. The way this movie ends is him. I mean, because you think he's dead. He got stabbed, right? Or I think yeah. he was stabbed. And but no, he goes back home and you see him walking into this house and there's just like a girl sitting on the couch and. Um, you think, oh, is he going to go kill this girl or whatever? And she just goes, daddy, and like hops up and like hugs him and he's home and he gives her like a He gives her the, from, well, he, you know what he gave her was the, was, uh, the doll that Gavin uh, yeah. had. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just such a ominous, creepy ending. That's my mm-hmm. Einstein for badass endings. Um, yeah, that, that was, was that was a badass ending. And then I liked it even like a little before that when, he went to put his mask away and he opened up the cabinet and there was a ton of different masks because the, he was wearing a devil mask actually at the beginning of the movie um, when he killed uh, Jody, which was the uh, um, potential final girl in the first scene. And um, which that was a pretty grotesque murder because he stabs her and then you see her hanging with all these other props while people are going through this haunted house. I thought that was yeah, pretty clever. And they said that they but. didn't discover her for like a day or two because they, mm-hmm. until the smells came. Um, yep. And I do love all those masks. I think those could have been additional movies that they maybe missed the mark on. And actually they, so here's the funny thing about it. And this is the only, really only fact that I wrote down for this movie was this was supposed to have a yearly uh, horse series release. Uh, this movie, it, it, the whole intention of this movie was to um, put a new one out every year um, and have different stories that came off of it. So I think that's could have been possibly why they had some of that. But also, too, if you didn't notice, like he even put the photo of um, mm-hmm. Natalie yeah. and Gavin down in there. And there was another there was other there was photos. Another photo there. Already there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, and and speaking of the mask, uh, I thought it was very smart. Like basically, mm-hmm. he knows ahead of time of like the mask that people are wearing at the park, and he walked in and he put that mask on, and then he blends in, and it I, it just brought up this question to me as we're watching because like this also happened in Haunt, the movie Haunt that we reviewed a little bit of, you know, if you saw a real murder at a haunted house like would you think it's real you know what i mean could you tell the difference between a real murder and a fake murder like I, I it's such a great question because that girl gets murdered in front of them and the one girl's a little bit uh amy Forsyth, who plays natalie um she thinks it might be real but she's not sure like 
would you know? Like, that's such a creepy concept and a great place for serial killers really to go and, uh, you know, at least get away with some murder. Yeah, I thought about the same thing because I'm like, you know, I'm watching that and I'm like, how stupid can you be to not understand that that is a real murder? I mean, you could just like you see the knife going in and stuff, but then it hit me, you know. They go right outside of that scene, and like there's another thing happening where one guy had one of those fake knives that goes in, and he, and that happened right in front of her as soon as she left that scene. So then in her, her mind, she's like, "Oh yeah, there's definitely well, fake." Well, in in your life, how many people have been murdered in front of you ever? Right? Like, you don't so know. hopefully, hopefully the number is zero. But yes. uh, but but it basically tells you your brain would tell you that it's fake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you'd almost have to be proven that it's real. Because your brain's yeah. automatically going to go, nah, that's fake. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and yeah, and, and and that's and that's. I think that that right there is what brought that creep factor of this movie into mm-hmm. um, to where it was because you know it was it was a it was a big you know battle between you know real life and fantasy you know because you've got this theme park that is completely designed for scares for haunts for for you know serial killers haunted you know haunted houses so on and so forth and then you got you know the reality that there is a serial killer so it 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 brought those two worlds together and and i thought it worked extremely well um and it gave me goosebumps throughout you know because you just didn't know you know and even like let's talk about that one scene where they go through on that on that ride Mm -hmm. and you know the ride breaks down and like the guy with the mask is standing right there in the dark shadows. Well, then you go to find out afterwards that those are actually workers and that mask that he's wearing. Yeah. Those masks that he's wearing or he actually is blending in with a bunch of, that's what I said. He knew ahead of time and he wears it. It's like a, it's ingenious when you think about it. But what's crazy is the, when they come out of the ride, and he, the one worker with the mask is sitting on the ride with her when she's kind of passed out. That was the director of the movie, uh, Gregory Plotkin. That, uh, oh, really? That was in the mask for that scene. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, there's a couple things I had written down. Um, you know, that's really all I had left on, on, on good for me. But there's a couple things I had written down um, that I thought was kind of cool. Um, I thought this was like almost like a modern day um, funhouse from 1981. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it was a little bit of a different concept with Funhouse, obviously, and that will go on the wheel one of these days. I promise you that. Um, and then um, I also wrote down Halloween meets Dark Ride. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of Dark Ride, but I, I, I like Dark Ride. They definitely see the. Uh, I, I did like Dark Ride. So. The resemblance. I will say a couple, a couple scenes in here. I liked Gavin's head smash. I thought that was mm-hmm. a great kill because a lot of this, the the deaths in this are stabbings. Um, yeah, but uh, 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 Asher's got the eye thing. Um, I thought of you as yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to talk about that. You know, I kind of was like trying to escape it's, that. It's a great eye stab. Um, that uh, and poor Asher, because um, that's that's a terrible way to go. Um, yeah, through the eye like yeah. that. And yeah. I, I will tell you, one of my favorite scenes is Taylor. She's behind the curtain. And the guillotine, like he guillotines Taylor, but I like what's real about it. Like he guillotines her in the neck, but it doesn't go all the way through. And like, you're just sitting there going, 
oh, like you're expecting your head to drop and be like, oh, that's cool. But it doesn't go through and she's like out of it. Now, when I guess we can segue this into the bat. I don't know how she then stands up and runs around when a guillotine from like six feet above goes into your neck. I would assume it would sever at least your spine. You might live and have it go through again, but I don't think you're getting up and running around after that. Unless the blade was like not sharp at all purposely because it was a prop. That, I don't even care if it's not that sharp from six feet drop right on the spine. You're it, cause it went into her neck a little bit. So it definitely, yeah, it just, it looked like it just like gave a little bit of a gash is what it looked like. So that's, I, I you're probably right, but I'm just, my depiction of that whole scene was basically, um, it was a, it was a prop. And for, you know, for safety purposes, I think it, the blade on it, just like when we go to um, our haunted houses here and, you know, your favorite thing of all time is the chainsaw, which is not because you run like a little bitch. But um, I do not like chainsaws. This is, uh, this is OK. <laughs> but they take the chain off the saw and it, it makes it a prop. It's a good scare and so on and so forth. Well, I think in this situation, I think it's such a dull blade that it only worked on that doll that you know when they did it you know when tony todd had his thing you know so that was basically what i got from that which great tony todd cameo by the way yes yes you heard his voice throughout like his voice was the voice of hellfest you know he was was he was the barker yeah he he was the barker but uh but then you see her get up and run like you said which is a good segue into bad and then like basically this guy's chasing her and then uh ends up killing her and Quinn, uh, you know, uh, Taylor's boyfriend at the mm-hmm. same time, like stabs them both. And it's just like that was like all led up just for a little stabbing. So that 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 was my segue into the bad. Yeah, I feel like they could have. Yeah, just talk about the bad. Like, I feel like yeah. they could have done more with some of the deaths. Like, I don't mind Taylor's death because you have like the guillotine coming. Like that whole scene is like cool. I yeah. love Gavin's death. Even like yeah. you said, the girl at the beginning where they stab her to death and then like hang her like, okay. Like, and it was a brutal stabbing. It wasn't just, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it was something cool, but there was a lot of just like stabs after that, that I was like, they really could have done some cool, I guess Asher got it in the eye. Now that I think about it, maybe they did do enough, but it would have been cool to see everybody have their own individualized, uh, you know, well, uh, even something. that one girl that, you know, he started following throughout the park, you know, at the beginning before he started to, you know, stalk Natalie, yeah. Because that one girl that was like being a bitch to the workers, and then yeah, well, like, she comes running into, into the her, room, yeah, that he kills her, and he stabs her Natalie. as well. That's the one that Natalie is watching, you know, get killed. But like, it's just a stab. And but you but know. I guess when you but I guess when you think about it, if you're just a serial killer that lives in a neighborhood, right? You're not you're not Jason Voorhees or what, right? Like you're just like how how are you going to kill people? You just got to pick up some kind of weapon nearby and stab yeah. somebody. Well, every, so, every single, every single weapon that he used in this movie, he got at the park. Yep. So, I mean, which made that, you know, pretty which, cool. But which if yeah. you're a park and, uh, you've had somebody die, according to you the year before, um, you would think that maybe they would do something a little bit different versus they have metal detectors at the front, but then they leave actual weapons out all over the place so what does it matter if there's a uh uh meta uh a metal detector at the front uh i thought that was kind of funny to me yeah i did too i did too but that's why he came in he had nothing on him you know he just had his mask steel 
steel-toed boots. And steel-toed mask. boots, which you saw throughout the whole movie because they had that little rip in the front. Um, yeah, I had down to that. Uh, I thought this movie was way too predictable. My number um, one. This is my number yep. one. That was very, my number very, one. It's very predictable and tropey. Yep. And, yep. And, and I don't, I guess it was made for the masses, right? So it's, it's not, this is not like a whodunit. So I get, I, I don't blame it on its predictability, but you know, every once in a while you could take us on just a little bit different of a turn. Um, like I even knew when they went back in there that he was going to be gone. Like he wasn't going to be on the ground anymore, dead and he'd be gone. Um, but they did a little bit of a twist of him going back to his family at the end. Like they could have done a couple things like that throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, versus making and, it so predictable. And you do realize like th- this actually was one of two movies that came out in 2018 with the same premise. The other one was called Bloodfest, and yes. yep. And Bloodfest actually came out first. So, um, which I have to rewatch Bloodfest. I, I don't remember too much on that I remember that it was in the woods and they had like yeah. four different sectors of the, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, yeah, I, it I was, got these it was movies the same confused premise. for a while yeah. of what was what. Yeah, I did. You know, I did enjoy, but yeah, it was, it was very predictable. But um, yeah, I had, that was the first thing I had written down. Just uh, all the tropes were there. Um, you know, I think, um Another thing I had too is I, I there was very little explanation on the killer and his motives. You know, I would have liked to have known maybe you know, and, and, and I know we've had this conversation in the past I before said, I, too. I disagree with you. Like that that kills uh, it. Like why give a backstory of a serial killer? Like I'm not asking for a, I'm not asking for a backstory. I'm just asking for a little bit more, you know, I, I sometimes I, I like to like to vision, you know, what is going through that serial killer's mind. And, you know, I, I, and it makes sometimes the movie a little bit more fun just because you can kind of, you know, it takes that predictability out of it. And it, and it kind of gives you like different ways to imagine. What, Doesn't it what add predictability to it? Like if Not you give him a backstory of he was wronged by a girl in the past and he's now going after gr- Now it's more predictable versus you have this killer. You don't know what his motives are. You don't know who he's going to kill next. You don't know who he's going after. He just picks and chooses somebody based on a random thing. That makes it creepier and scarier. I see. I disagree, though, because in this particular movie, every single girl that he is stalking looks identical. Every single girl is um, the same physique, uh, the brunette, um, the young, same age. Every single every single kill are a person I stalked. The girl... Um, Jody from the very beginning, she looked identical to Natalie and she looked identical to, I yeah, don't know all, the girl's all, name. All, the, all um, these girls, Brittany. Are ass- Her name is all these girls are assholes to him and he stalks him. And the only reason he stalks the group, but that Natalie Natalie's wasn't an with, asshole with him. No, but she watched him kill him. So like, that was like what made him go to her next. Like if it was another group, he wouldn't went after that group. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. her. It was that she saw him and was in right, there with but him. But it's the same it's the same person every time. It's the so you do know the motive. It's it you know the motive lies within that kind of like look, maybe and you know, I and disagree. then the movie I disagree. And then the movie ends with him with his daughter, and maybe I'm thinking, hey, maybe something happened to his wife and that's kind of what she looked like, or maybe his wife cheated on him. So you know, you go, you're, just, you're, you're making up a story, though, in your mind of, uh, you know, a backstory like it doesn't it doesn't need it. It just doesn't need it. And I just I don't uh, know. Maybe that's just what I like. That's just what I like. 
I just think that they should have a little bit more on that. I, I, I just, will, it gives a little bit more. I, 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 I not, not to I, not to be the, not not to beat a dead horse, but all right, let me ask you a question. So you're telling me, let's go to one of our favorite movie series of all time, Halloween. Mm-hmm. We knew all of Michael Myers' back, backstory, and we knew everything that happened and, and why everything happened. But yet, to this day, it's probably one of our all-time favorite series movies. It Obviously, Halloween 2 is our favorite movie of all time, which you get even more of a backstory. Mm-hmm. So, why? What do you mean, why? Because that's what they built into the script. Guess, where I, guess what sucks? Halloween 4, 5, 6, where they start adding in these extra backstories of the thorn, and he's part of this demon cult. And, you know, uh, listen, we won't get into it, but Jeepers Creepers, what did they do? They tried to add more of like this stupid ass backstory into it that makes no sense. Uh, let's go into uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where. Uh, they go in the I can't remember I think it was Leatherface or whatever where they go into this like whole backstory of like how, like when they do these things it takes away from uh, what's I, out there. Sometimes just a serial killer that kills is creepier than anything because there's no motive, no rhyme, no reason, no known of who's next. If so you hate Nightmare creepier, on Elm Street? No, it, it's not saying because that, uh, that starts if, with a motive right off the rip. Right, but if they give you a backstory right off the rip, then that's built in. I'm saying you're saying it has to have it to make it better, and I disagree. No, I, I'm not, I'm not I saying am, I am not saying that it has to have it to make it better. I am saying that exactly having, what you're saying right now. Yeah, but every single movie that has had a huge succession behind it has had a backstory in it. Your Halloweens, your Nightmare on Elm Street, your Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, these are movies that have motives, backstories. Things like that. It builds a character. Right. And in this particular movie, you, you don't have that. And it was, oh, let me finish. And it was supposed to have a yearly horror series release. This movie kind of killed that from happening. And we even looked at it earlier. We thought, oh, maybe there's going to be a Hellfest too. No, it's not even being produced. It, it's like when you, you can't go anymore with with something because but, you don't but, have anything but i, I but I, I there probably isn't more and we'll get into because of how it was rated and you know by you know other people outside of maybe us um yeah. but uh listen i disagree and it doesn't mean nightmare on elm street sucks because it gives a backstory no it gives a very simple backstory right off the rip now mm-hmm. they don't go in future ones and say now let's create more build out on freddy krueger no same thing with jason it's a very simple backstory and you know it from minute one. If this movie would have started with the backstory, yeah, okay, like you built it in. But saying that it needs it to be better, I I disagree. I disagree. So uh, to to each their own. Then what do you guys think out there? Hit us up on our email and let us know. Yeah, they, Michael versus Jason MVJ Horcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear your details on this battle. I I think they agree with me. Um, <laughs> I disagree. Let, let me let, just now going back into this film for a second. Um, I hate the fact that pretty much every scene, this is this huge festival with it's thousands of people, but in every scene, they're by themselves. They go into a bathroom. Nobody's in the bathroom. Get the fuck out of here. There's lines down the, the, they go into haunted houses. Uh, they, if you've ever been to a Halloween Horror Nights or anything, like they just bulldoze you through. Like there's no like let's wait twenty seconds even between uh, these haunted houses. Just wait like an hour in between letting people in. There's nobody in any of the haunted house. We have the scene where 
Natalie goes after the pictures. Was it Natalie or no? Uh, uh, Taylor, Taylor, where she goes off or Brooke. It's Brooke. Um, Brooke goes after the pictures. Oh, yeah, Brooke. You're right. Um, there's nobody in this area. Like everywhere they go, they're the only people there. Um, I think uh, it, it's, you know it's crazy. Funny? And you know what's funny about that too is at the beginning of the movie when you know when they first got to the Hellfest and they get in, you know the they remember they have like there's like that big party going on in the middle like mm-hmm. they have the bars and they have like because that's where they were getting their shots and all that stuff and it was just crowded like they were bumping into everybody yeah I was thinking the exact same thing because that one scene where she's in the bathroom you know she's washing her face and the killer's like right behind her like just basically mocking her like for her to like notice that he's there like where's everybody else like i'm sorry i like i have never not gone to a place as busy as what hellfest was and not like walked in and had to wait to use a fucking bathroom it's like going to a concert but but it's it's everywhere it's every everywhere every haunted house everything it's just it's like the hospitals yeah it it is (laughs) it is it's like the hospitals like even so take um uh Taylor scene where she is like a prop on like a big stage in front of everybody. Right. And Tony Todd is, and they fake cut off her head and all that. And then the curtain closes and nobody comes back together. There's just like the killer is just her and the killer behind this stage. Where the fuck did everybody go? Like there is no, there's just nobody in every scene. And obviously like it's written into the script and all that, but it, it does make it, where well, I there, love the there was that it. It one. There was that one security guy that was back there, yes, and the he one... looked at the guillotine guy, and he was like, "Oh, you got her, right?" And obviously, that was the killer. And he's like, "Uh huh." The, the one, the one security, <laughs> yeah, they, they, <laughs> and they have the one unbelievable, like the security guy that doesn't believe anybody. Um, but yeah, that, that was a but, twat waffle douche but, canoe for sure. Yeah, he was a TWDC, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like uh, they're in a maze. Nobody's in the maze. Nobody. Um, at, at all. Like it's the Deadlands. The Deadlands. The, de- the the place that everyone's talking about throughout the entire movie, the entire time. They're the only ones there. And and even that bathroom scene that you talked about. Like I know her friend came in the bathroom for a second and then left. She was in the bathroom for like another twenty minutes. Like once you have went back in to check on your friend to be like, what the fuck is she doing in this bathroom? And what do I need the help with at this point in time? Maybe and, they thought that she just is taking a shit. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a long actually. but i would still check on him i'm like especially when she's like yeah i'll be right out you know and then she doesn't like 15 minutes go by and you're like oh shit where the fuck's like, natalie like, where is she like i mean it's just little things like that and uh, that part's a nitpick right there but the fact that nobody's around them that is a major flaw in this yeah, movie I mean, maybe um, yeah in my mind i was like oh, maybe the devil turds hit you know just you just don't know <laughs> she she got the scary shits um <laughs> the, the, the skirts and I, I would also say at the very and once they know that, like, okay, shit's going down and people are getting stabbed, like, in – I don't care that it's a festival and all the lights are dark. Every one of these places has floodlights. Like, those shits would come on and it, everything would be bright all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. um, But this place just kept everything dark and demonic. And uh, as people are getting stabbed, I, I don't believe that would happen. But that's just me maybe nitpicking. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, I also a couple other ones I had written down. One I had, um, I, I felt the characters were not that lovable. Like I didn't really care who died and who lived in this. Um, you know, in the predictable moments, like you knew, you knew Natalie was obviously going to be the final girl. 
I was kind of shocked that her friend was too. Um, but I guess that kind of aligns with Bloodfest. But like, um, I personally like even Gavin, like the the guy that you know she re was re you know connecting with. You know, I didn't really like when he got it. Like I was kind of like, yeah, there we go, get rid of the fucker. You know, See, I I, just, I, I, I liked. I I almost put this in the good. The dynamic between Natalie and Brooke, and the dynamic between Natalie and Gavin. I thought they did a really good job of making these people like likable. I I I did like them. I liked Brooke a lot. I liked Gavin, and I liked Natalie. Now Taylor and. Quinn and Asher and all them, you could tell they were just going to be an afterthought of, of death. But even Taylor's character, that over the top, I liked it. Um, but it was tropey. But uh, the only I, the only character I rooted for in this movie was the other. The other? That's the name of the killer. Oh, I did. Well, I always root for the killer in the movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they 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 reference to him as the other in the in the credits, um, and I. I was rooting for him because, you know, I thought he was cool. He was a cool, well, cool killer. He, he lives. So, yeah. And then the other thing I had to was not enough blood and gore. Um, I think they could have, this could have been one there where they could have gotten away with a little bit more uh, buckets of blood um, and did a little bit more. Like you just kind of get bored with the stab scenes. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. It's the stabbing. Yeah, that... It's the stabbing. Yeah. I mean, at least gut the, gut the bitch. <laughs> as, as, uh, as Ghostface said Ghost in Scream, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you like a, <laughs> I'm gonna cut you like a fish. I don't know how he says it, but yes, yeah. Um, I, I'm out. So, anything else yep. you want to talk no. about? Um, oh, my Darwin. We didn't talk about our Darwins. Um, my Darwin actually goes to Gavin. Um, I gave you know, this is. I know you're gonna disagree with me on this, but like his whole his whole character was just like. He's like that that jock dumbass, you know, that he's got that that's that trope. But I think he takes a little bit too far. Like he's just trying to win her a stuffed animal. So he like takes himself away from the group and he still can't win stuffed animals. He's trying to pay off all these vendors to get a stuffed animal and they're telling him to like to beat it. So then what does he do? He goes in and tries to steal one out of the out of one of the lockers. And that's where, you know, his untimely uh you know Head explosion comes with the uh, with the with the big hammer, um, but uh, you know, so he kind of deserved it. But like, it just like I, he was just I don't know. His whole character to me was just it could have probably done without him in this personally. So when they killed him off early, which I guess was written into the script like late, like as a late addition because it wasn't originally going to happen. I think they kind of realized that people like me were going to look at the, at this as like as a win for the movie. So it was a win I, for the movie. I liked Gavin, but yes, uh, and his character didn't make sense with him going to steal something. He was like a goody two shoes, like mm-hmm. he wasn't going to go steal. But hey, love makes you do crazy things. If I was to throw out a Darwin, um, it would be uh, uh, it would probably be I don't even know, like. There's just a couple things in this movie that I, I don't know if anybody deserves like where I look at it and go, you deserve to die. But at the very end, uh, I still never understand like why you maim a killer and then you run away, like kill him. Like if don't stab somebody once, stab him a thousand times and then walk away. You well, know that's, what I mean? tro- that's trope 101. Oh, it, it is. But like, it's like, <laughs> hey, 
I'll I'll lightly injure them or I think I'll injure them and I'm going to get out of here, but I'm injured, so I'm not moving that fast. So even yeah. if they got back up, you're not moving that fast and maybe they're not moving wow. that fast. You're still, you know, fucked. But like, yeah, like kill them. Kill them. Make sure it's over. But you know, as as Metallica said in their first album, kill them all. I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But uh with that, how about we rate them all? And yeah, let's uh, do that. Let's lay yeah, let's let's rate this bitch. Here at the MVJ Horrorcast, we like to use a 1 to 10 rating scale system, with 1 being the worst movie ever and 10 being a cinematic masterpiece. We like to rate on kills, effects slash gore, scare factor, story, and then give it an overall score. And then uh, this week we'll hand it over to Jason, uh, where you can tell us where we rank amongst uh, the others and peers and all that good stuff. So, uh, my movie, so I will start if I want to. And uh, for kills, I honestly, I still give it a 6. Um, and the reason I'm at a six is, uh, a bunch of the stabbings, obviously that's what drops it down for, but Gavin's head smash looked good. Asher's eye stab, even like the stab that comes down, even though it doesn't kill Taylor, I, I group it as part of her entire death, that beginning scene with like the hanging and all that, like there's some cool things to it. Um, it's, but once again, six, it's, it's above average. It's not like well above average. That's where I am. What do you got? Ironically, I, I also gave it a six. Um, I agree with you. Um, I mean, the Ga- the Gavin and Asher scenes were like the only ones that were that kind of took you away from the stabbing. But even that first scene with Jody, like she gets brutally stabbed. And then on top of that, she's like he hangs her body and you see her hanging with the rest of the props. And I think that whole scene was just, you know, it, it set the movie up for a lot of what we're we're you know, you're going to get into, which I thought was great. Um, but even some of the stabbing scenes moving forward, I think were, they were realistic. So I thought that kind of brought that um, factor to, to it. You know, like I said in my bad, the, I wish there was more blood and gore with those mm-hmm. stabbings. You know, I think that probably would have raised it to maybe a seven, seven and a half for me. But it, it, it was still, uh, it was still worthy. So, I mean, speaking of blood and gore, that brings it over to you to kick us off. Effects slash gore, what do you got? Uh, believe it or not, I'm still going to give this a five, but it's more on the effects, not on the gore. Like I said, there's, there's really no gore whatsoever in this, except for Gavin's head scene, which, believe it or not, could have been better because they it's a quick take. Like, you see the hammer come down, you see his head just start to explode, and then it goes away from it. So it kind of, I wish they would have just, like, showed his head, like, maybe hanging there or something. I don't know. But, um... So they could have probably done a little bit more with that. But the, the effects in this was great. And that's going to go back to the imagery of the park. Um, you know, I thought how they had um, everything set up with this. Like, I I would love for something like this to happen. As a matter of fact, I've, I kind of sent you something earlier today, Mike, on Facebook to take a look at um, down here in uh, in our neck of the woods on uh, in October here. I think the 28th or something, they're going to have uh, something similar to that without like the haunted houses and stuff, but, uh, down in the, uh, return. So, um, it's uh 21 and over. So I, I thought, know you take away the haunted houses though. That's not this at all. It's uh but it, yeah, but it's still, it's, it's still, it's just fest is what yeah, it is. But um, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, yeah. So for effects, I give it a six. Um, I, 
it was my number one. What it does well is the atmosphere and the imagery. Yes, I'm with you. This is more of an of an effects, not the gore. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for some of like the the eye scene, the head smashing, it still looks good, even if it's a split second. Uh, they knew what they could do right, and uh, I liked it. So that takes me to uh, scare factor. Um, I give it a five, and um, the reason I give it a five is for just two things. One, uh, it made me really question. What if there was a serial killer? And you got to think, like, serial killers, where would they like to hang? Probably at, like, horde and, you know, festivals and stuff like that. But that ending scene, the creepiness of him going back to his family and, you know, uh, such a powerful scene to end a movie with. I loved it. Um, that's where it gets the uptick uh, to me for a five. What do you got? Actually, I'm, I'm higher. I gave it a six. Um I thought the scare factor in this movie, I had goosebumps in a lot of scenes, uh, especially that end scene. That end scene was like a, like a, it was almost like um, Speak No Evil, where you kind of have like that, you know, jaw, jaw dropping moment at the end that you just can't put your jaw back up. Like that, that to me was holy shit, you know? But like the whole thing with, you know, taking the premise of this movie and putting it to a theme park slash like haunt and, putting a serial killer in there because you don't know what's real you know what what what's a decipher between reality and fiction or non or yeah fiction and and i thought that you know throughout that movie you know just like putting your like mind in like natalie's mind or things like that you just how are they feeling you know you know what 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 fears do they have and then knowing the fact that over my lifetime i've probably been to a million haunted houses and all for all i know what do i know you know, so I put that on a shirt for what do I know? What do I know? Um, <laughs> for all I know, what do I know? I'm sorry. Um, all right. So what do, you got, what do you got for a uh, story? Story for me. Um, I actually gave this a 6.5. I, I you know, I, I think it's a great story. Um, you know, I wish they would have done more with the characters, like on the character development, like for me personally, just to kind of know a little bit more backstory. I mean, I don't want to argue this any more than we already did. But, um, you know, that's the only thing that I think would have kept this down to where being a little bit higher. But story overall, I thought, you know, the, the, like I said, the, the premise of the movie is great. The imagery in this movie is great. Uh, the killer is awesome. Like the other, I love, like, I love everything about the killer. Um, Except that know. he doesn't have a backstory. You want to know that he worked at McDonald's when he was 16 and, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking more Wendy's. Okay. Okay. And maybe he had like a bitch manager that looked like Natalie, Jody, and and Brittany. I don't know. Huh? Maybe so. Maybe. maybe so. We'll just we'll we'll go with that. What um, about you? Uh I'm a five and a half for story. Like uh I've seen this story before. Um, in multiple different movies. Yeah, it's called Bloodfest. Yeah, well, I, I don't know which one came out first between the two, but Bloodfest. Um but Blood I Bloodfest. But I've seen it. Um, but it's still good. But it's it doesn't do anything over the top better than you know whatever. So, uh, but I, I I did enjoy it. So five and a half. Um, so it takes us to overall, and I'll let you go with overall first. All right. So for I went I went first on on the last. I one. know, but I it's my movie, so the person always gets the last. Uh, the last. Gotcha. All right. So overall for me was a six. Uh, I think this is a good movie. Um, You know, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Um, 
You know, I, I, I like the killer in this. Um, I like the haunted house theme. You know, anything that's like really truly Halloween related, like I'm already intrigued. Um, you know, I wish they would have did a little done a little bit more with some of the deaths. I think they could have done more with the blood and gore, but would I watch this again? Absolutely. I uh, I gave it a 6.5, so I'm a little higher than you on it. Um, what I will say is this, and I don't... When I first watched this, maybe it was like a late night watch, or it was... I had just watched a bunch of movies in a row. I, I don't know what it was, but I thought it was all right the first time I watched it. I enjoyed the shit out of this uh, as I was watching it this time, and I remembered... I remembered enough of it to be like, oh, yeah, okay. And I know this is still coming up, but there was a lot that I didn't remember. And just Mm -hmm. something about the atmosphere really drew me in this time. And uh, I didn't have that the first time. So I'm just assuming it was a 1 a.m. watch or something. And I was like, I was there, but I wasn't. Um, But uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, six and a half, um, uh, which I mean, I guess we can like go real quick before we, you know, I, I recommend this uh to to anybody this is this is a great everybody watch this is a mainstream you are you a fan of the halloween season if you are i recommend this movie to you end of story like that's uh yeah nope i agree with you uh i'm definitely a thumbs up on this um and basically what you said i think anybody into the genre i mean it's it's a fun movie for anyone um young old middle doesn't matter like it just you know, just just the whole premise of, you know, a haunt. So it's really good. So but, where do we where do we rank? So here's where we rank. So an IMDb um, out of seventeen thousand uh, people. Uh, That's a lot. Yes, uh, it actually was a five point five. So um, there was like 50, 55,000 or whatever. So um, that was pretty close to our six and six and a half. Now, on the other hand, on Rotten Tomatoes, um, uh, you know, out of the uh, reviews done by, you know, people, our, our peers, basically, it was a 3.9%. And the audience meter, meter which was 500 plus, uh, was a 4.1%. So that, that one is, fell very short, which I was very crazy. shocked about. Very that is crazy about. to me um, yes, yes. because this movie is not, it's not, I don't, I don't think you could look at this movie and say it's a bad movie. And no. that's what both of those scores do. So people did look at this and say this movie. Yeah. At least IMDB was a little bit higher, but I, I thought maybe one of these ratings would at least be break the six. So, I mean, Hey, teach their own. Rotten Tomatoes, you know, on this one, I I have to completely uh, 100% disagree with you on this one. So that's crazy. Yes. Well, I guess that brings us to our rename portion where if uh, we could rename this anything after watching it, what would we rename it? Um, uh, So I only have two. And I think one of them might not make sense at all if what you're saying about the traveling thing is right. Uh, so the first one I have is called Orange Grove because that's what the name of the town was at the beginning. And I thought it was a really cool name, uh, just Orange Grove. Uh, so that'd be the name of the movie. But if the rest of this movie did not take place in Orange Grove, that makes no <laughs> fucking sense. So um, and then the only other one that I have is uh, Welcome to Hell. Um, so hey. that that was my other one. It's not bad. Uh Hopefully, 
I know you probably got four or five. Uh, I only got three. But, oh wow! So this is a light week for you. Yes, uh, I, only, I only have three. I only have three. So I you got You got to beat Welcome to Hell. What do you got? Oh, I'm going to beat Welcome to Hell. I have uh, the Deadlands. Okay. Um, I have Hell Yes for Hellfest. <laughs> and then I have Pop Goes the Weasel. All right. Because that's I, what he's whistling the whole time. I, you know, I, I like that one. I like Pop Goes the Weasel. Um, but I also like... Uh, and Deadlands. Gavin's Head. I like the Deadlands. Well, that's what I originally thought when you were um, uh, uh, saying it. All right. I'm going to give it to Pop Goes the Weasel, though. Yeah. Pop Goes I'm the Weasel. Winner. Because the Weasel goes pop. Um, Boom. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes so you you are the winner all you have to do is be welcome to hell um uh, i i just literally nothing was just jumping out at me uh for this i mean one. you know if bill if bill was on this podcast right now i guarantee you one of his renames would have been natalie's uh interesting ride on the on the on yeah, the, the on the devil's <laughs> Devil's Rest. The, the the traveling the traveling haunted house of Natalie's uh, life or something. Yes, um, uh, I f- I feel like he should be a uh, uh, he should write novels of his his haiku of of rename. Ay ay ay. We love you, Bill. Um, we do, so we do. We do. Uh, uh, that puts a fun little bow on Hellfest. But now it's time to look forward to next week and see what we're going to be reviewing next and take a ride. The, on the Devil's, Devil's Wheel. Wheel. Welcome back. Uh, it's uh, Devil's Wheel time. And for those new to the show, our Devil's Wheel segment is we each take three movies. We put it on a wheel. We spin it, whatever it lands on. That is the movie that we watch uh, for the following week. It's a very simple and easy concept. Um, but before we can spin the wheel, we need to know what's on the wheel. So uh, we are in spooky season and we've all now put spooky movies on uh, here. Well, they're always spooky. It's a, but uh, I'm, I'll go first because I was the only one obligated to make a change. Um, so I'm keeping two of my same from last week. Uh, the original Hell House LLC. Um, and the, uh, I think that was 20, shit, 2017 or 2015. I can't remember. I think it was 15. Maybe it's yeah. 15. Uh, the Babysitter. Um, from 2017 and the one that i'm adding on that i always add every halloween season but it has yet to win the original houses october built i really want to go back and revisit that so those are my three movies um i'll give bills real quick so uh bill's keeping his the same i believe um so it's eight-legged freaks uh arachnophobia and itsy bitsy because he's got a spider fetish going on right now um Maybe just to piss me off. And Jay, what are your three movies? So I am really going to take the Halloween season in, in, into effect here. I've got three Halloween movies on the board. So, uh, of course, we got to start with uh, 1978, the beginning, the original. One of the movies that has, you know, a, a motive and explanation of say, the killer. So apparently one that provides enough backstory <laughs> for Jason to like. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Halloween 1978. And then, uh, I threw on their Halloween four from 88 and Halloween five from 89, just cause why the hell not? Cause you just want more fucking backstory. So just cause um, I, just cause I can. <laughs> all right. 
So I guess all that's left to do. Spin that wheel. Will I double up? Will Jason get one step closer to I don't know how far Bill is in front of you. I think one. Well, what I will say is the winner of this is on the podcast right now. So um, that probably is... Probably Mike. It's Mike because of the way he's saying it. That is a win. I will tell you, it definitely has to do with the Halloween season. Um, okay. Massively. It is... You gotta be kidding me. It's Halloween 1978. Uh, so you were very... Like off... When we were talking before, you literally said, I hope if anyone on the wheel lands, it's the 78 so that because you want to get prepared for the new Halloween. Uh, Halloween. I got to say, this will be our first podcast of October. So I don't know if there's a better way to kick off October than having the original Halloween on here. So I'm I'm actually very excited about this. So I, I am extremely excited because, you know. I had my sprinkles on my ice cream the other night because I'm a winner. <laughs> well, how'd you have them the uh, the other night when you hadn't won yet? You can have them tonight is when you can have sprinkles. Because I knew it. Like, I I already got, you know, Pop Goes the Weasel, you know, now, now this. And I'm even a bigger winner because I don't have to watch a stupid movie next week. Well, that is not necessarily true. Oh, uh, shit. I fact, forgot about that. In fact, it, you're the last, you're the only one that's ever uh, had it where it was the devil's advocate, and all of us had to watch uh, the, the yes. movie. Yes. And, and I will say this right now whoever loses this, you don't want to lose this. Well, it's going to be Bill. I'm putting it out in the atmosphere. Um, <laughs> what, what I will say is, uh, oh, well, I guess I should say first. Um, So everybody out there, seven days are on the clock. We will reconvene, same bat time, same bat channel, and we will talk through uh, the original, the innovator, John Carpenter classic, uh, Halloween. Um, Now, baby, what I will also say is if you haven't seen the original Halloween, just drop the podcast right now. Yeah, just, just yeah, get the fuck just, out of here. Just leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> get the fuck out. Um, no, I'm kidding. We we love you, kind of. So, um, but now what's left to do is we got to spin this loser's wheel here and um, see what uh, see what it is choosing. Um, I listen. I feel great. It's not landing on me. Oh, you hear that last click? Thank heavens, because it, <laughs> oh, it literally clicked right off of me at the last second. And oh, on Bill. Bill. But, but you know you know how I feel. I feel if you missed the podcast, it should be on you to watch the movie. Last week, Jason, you escaped it because it landed on Bill. This week, <laughs> it escaped me and landed on Bill. So uh, I, think, I think all is right with the world. But Jason, tell so, Bill what he's I- won. But before I tell Bill what he's won, the question I have is he's already got to talk about a bad movie next week. So does this mean he's got to talk about two? Fucking right. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Because guess what he's watching? He's going to be watching Birdemic Part 2. Is it out? Oh, it's been out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Actually, Birdemic 3 is about to release. Oh, that yeah, that is right. That is right. Birdemic Part 3 was the one. Oh, well. See, that's in thank, a small way. I was hoping it was going to be you because you already freaking, had watched Birdemic. <laughs> thank freaking heavens, because Birdemic was awful. It was awful. Um, <laughs> so Bill will be watching Birdemic two for 
for our show next week. So we'll have to make sure we let him know, hey, you're double fucked for next week. So he will be talking about one missed call, which was a listener request of mm-hmm. a headshot. It was the first one we ever received on that. Um, That's awesome. And then he will be talking through Birdemic Part 2. We'll just have a whole Bill segment on just shitty movies. So, um, Well, I mean, that that could be like four whole episodes. <laughs> 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 exciting exciting stuff well jay we've made it we've made we it have. to the end the end we of the have. podcast here we have what what are your uh what are your final thoughts here um you know i was sad that i missed last week's episode i really really wanted to talk through uh you know uh tales from the crypt uh demon night so uh excited to be back today miss bill uh not be on here today though i think this would have been a fun one to talk about because i would really like to hear his thoughts and stuff on hellfest um excited to be back in the winner's uh, wheel, um, no pun intended, but um, get to talk a little 1978 Halloween, which I'm really, really pumped about because now I can, I could put the trilogy together for the, you know, well, quadruple. I don't know. What would you call it? Qu- quadruple. Well, it's, tr- it's the new trilogy. But it's four it movies. Uh, it's, it's, because it, it it goes Halloween 1978, then 2018 yeah. kills, ah. then ends. So it, yeah, it's 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 actually that's the universe that it portrays. But I'm beyond excited because I mean, regardless of it winning on the wheel or not, like this was happening in, on my off time. Um, so now I can officially you know do it on my own. But uh, you know. But uh, yeah, so excited yeah, for next I, week's episode I, for that. I would I would say I still say it's a new trilogy. Um, because the three new movie, right? There are three new movies, but right. it's part of the 1978 timeline. So right. that's just the way I, I, which is crazy because the 1978 timeline is every timeline. So true, true. Yeah, I guess yeah. everything starts with 1978. That's mm-hmm. when from there, that's where it 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 differs. Um, but if Might they did a new three. trilogy, if they did a new trilogy off of like Halloween four. You know, um, off of that, I wouldn't be like, all right, uh, it's a six bagger. You know what I mean? I'd be like, no, it's it's you know, it's just off that timeline. I guess that's right. just me, though. Um, yeah. But uh, right. no, listen, I'm excited uh, if I'm going to lose. Uh, listen, 1978 Halloween's not a bad way to uh, not a bad way to lose. Well, like, like I said, that's a that's a great way to kick off uh, October. Hellfest was a great way to keep the spooky season going. Um, very happy to watch this movie and happy. This is one of the few that I watched it and I liked it way more the second time than I did the first time. So um, it can be done out there. So that's good. But uh, yeah, so that's the show. So for, I guess all our people out there, um, please do us a favor. Uh, we're on a bunch of different social media platforms because if you're not on social media, do you exist? Um, we have a, a Twitter or a Twitter page that bill does not update but every once in a while you might see something <laughs> in there um we have the mvj Horcast uh facebook page where uh, uh jason throws stuff on there so it does get updated um and then we have an instagram page which is uh mvj Horcast. uh you can check us out on that or hey check us out on all three you can leave comments give us uh you know recommendations for the devil's wheel or the headshot movie or just tell jason that you don't need a fucking backstory um to to bullshit to, to have a movie it's bullshit you don't, you don't you do it's it's scarier um uh 
what I'll also say is we have a uh, it's mvjhor at yahoo.com. That's just another way to get a hold of us. And if you're listening on any of like uh, Apple podcasts specifically, please go in and give us a five star review and tell us that you like us, you love us, you want more of us. Maybe that would be great. Um, or you can leave us some recommendations. You like on there us, you love us, well, you want some more of us. Yeah, just don't just don't rate us on what Jason just did. That's really <laughs> what I what I ask. But uh, in the words of Billiam. Anything else, Jason? No, I'm good. Well, I'm good as well. So I guess let's uh, toe tag it. Oh, I was kicking it to you. Like, let's try this again. Let's rewind this. Let's toe tag it. And bag it. <laughs>